This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. Pat Royce is on a plane, I believe, at this as we speak right now, heading down to his uh, Fort Myers estate uh, in advance of Twins Spring Training. So this is Brian Murphy from the Pioneer Press and TwinCities.com. In the captain's chair. Is that the greatest scam in the history of sports journalism? Spring Co- training? Covering spring training. Spring training is the best assignment oh. ever. It's, it, <laughs> Especially no if you're in this market. If you're know? in this market, you go down there, everybody's happy, the grass is green, the gloves are popping, the smell of spring and optimism is in the air. Uh, everything's done. You know, all the workouts are in the morning, the games are during the day. You can be You're at, done it. You too. can be at the bar by five. <laughs> yeah. It's just an amazing experience. I should be down there for the last week of March, uh, which is even better because all the hard work's already been done. You can just bring it in for a, a nice soft landing. Yeah, nice. you do feel like you're cheating the system a little bit when you cover spring. Training. And this this spring training seems to be even better because there's still there's still free agents to be oh, had. The team could be got, completely different on opening day. I mean, if you're if you're a guy down there covering things, I mean, you've got the Irv Santana news, which I mean, obviously for the Twins, they're not there's going to thrilled be sh- about it, but it's work. I mean, it's it's something it's something to talk about. And there's probably going to be another shoe concerned. dropping in the Sano investigation at some point. Yeah. Uh, and you've got the idea that they could be in the mix for what you Darvish. Jake Arrieta is still out there. There's a bunch of big arms that aren't signed. The the free agent market is just stagnant right now, um, so a lot can change. And you know, it's always funny too because I, you know, you go down there, and like I typically go down at the very last week to to relieve Mike Berardino, our, our beat writer, so he can come back after six weeks. And usually, if the Twins open on the road, he can come home and do some laundry and check in with his wife and kids. Um, it's always about the last roster spot. Who's mm-hmm. going to be the last arm in the bullpen? Who's going to be the 25th man, the guy coming off the bench? There's all this hand-wringing and intrigue and who's up and who's down. And you look back in October and you're like, are you kidding? Is that what we were writing about? Well, I'll <laughs> never forget the 2011 season, the 2011 spring training. Um, because, you know, when we flipped to a sports station in 2010, you know, that we we still had the Twins. They were going to the playoffs. It was great. And then the 2011 storyline from not just us, but from everybody was, can they get past the Yankees? And yep. obviously, that didn't matter. And they that, still can. That began the yeah, exactly. That began what was the, uh, the some of the darkest days in the Twins dark history. ages. Oh. Is that what we call it? The yeah. dark ages. What is this now? Is this the Renaissance era? I think so. I don't. You think fans have some optimism? Yeah, about, they should. You know, I mean, they've got a good. 
group of young talent that looks like you can build around. I, I would still like them, even before Santana got hurt, to get at least one arm, if not another. Yeah, they're supposedly in the mix. Yeah. Now, I don't know, if we, you know how much are they going to be in high-end Park Avenue real well, estate? Well, uh, according to our guy Doogie, hey, I want the scoop. They have made a formal offer to you, Darvish. Yeah? Does he have terms? I don't think he does. Okay, so there's something on the table. Yeah. But it sounds like the what's holding it back is... There's no market. The, well, Somebody's got to set a market. There's that, and I guess you's camp wants... They want like six years, and teams are only really looking for four or five on a contract, and... So, I don't know. Uh, that seems like that could be negotiated okay if he makes a commitment to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but he still seems like he might be headed to, headed to another market. I don't know. You, but it, I think if you're the Twins, I really I really think this. And I'm not one of the, the, the Polad payroll whiners. I'm not one of those people. They spend money, man. They do, spending well, not money. only do they spend money, but if you really want him, and he is a difference maker, and he, you don't have to give up anything except for, you don't have to, in terms of compensation, I think you're the team and you're you're the franchise that's going to need to up the ante a bit more than the Dodgers, more well, than the Yankees, and, more than the Cubs. And you have a, the the second year of the new regime that might be able to just lean on Mr. Polad a little bit more. I don't know if Terry necessarily did that as much as uh, fans would have liked him to. I just mean on a level playing field, it, you know, the Dodgers, the, they're always the, those that's franchises. Not level. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is those they're always always going to have advantages that you just simply don't have. Even the Cubs, to a certain extent. So you're going to have to pay more to get a guy like that. I thought I had read uh, early in the free agent period that somebody with the Twins was close to him and had had reached out to him. Maybe it was Levine or it was... Well, Chris Jimenez was his his personal catcher. That's exactly what it was. But he he signed a minor league deal with the Cubs. I know, but he had said that that Darvish was was open to the idea of coming to Minnesota. Sure. Because, I mean, sometimes it's it's the hinterland here. And And at this point, too, if you're any one of these, what's viewed as a high-priced free agent in baseball, it does you no good now to cave. You've got to stick to your guns, essentially. I mean, we could see a situation where camps open and you're going to have a whole raft of free agents working out at their local high schools to stay in shape because there is no market right now to gauge who's slotting into what. I mean, you just yes. the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo just signed his big $74 million guaranteed deal today. That has now set the market for the NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. There, What is the market right now for mm-hmm. a top-flight major league pitcher? Well, it's just like what, what we were talking about with Pat on the ride. Was it yesterday we were talking about how nobody is nobody is signing these guys because these these players still want, they still want these massive contracts. And you've got these executives, these front office guys now that are like, we're not, we're not going to give you a seven, a six, seven year contract paying you in the, in the upper twenties in terms of millions per year when you're 32, 33 years old. And, and you know why? Old. Because they've got all the reams and reams of data now yeah. that proves over a long period of time, Analytics, that's an awful man. investment, and we're not going to do it. And, you know, you had Tony Clark coming out yesterday, the head of the Players Association. He bit, he didn't say the word collusion, but he all but basically accused Major League owners of collusion, which, of course, was a big buzzword and a big scandal back in the mid to, to late 80s. Uh, and look, you, you Darvish is a good pitcher. Like, he's a good pitcher, but he's 31 years old. Yep. Do you want do you, does anybody want to sign him to a 6 or 7 year contract and be paying him 30 million dollars a year when he's 38 years old and probably not as good as he is now? The the, the first couple of years, yeah, I mean you're getting you're probably going to get what you get out of him, which is a good pitcher, but 
the back counter- end of that deal, nobody's going to be wanting to pay that money. But the counter argument to that from players is that Major League Baseball is a wash in revenue. They are you know busting yeah. records, attendance records, revenue records. Uh, why can't they share a little bit of spread a little bit of the? It's not like these deals are breaking teams. Right. They just might not be prudent enough. So what's what's happening is teams are really not tightening the belt to survive or to pinch pennies. They're doing it because. It's a prudent way of doing business now. Mm-hmm. So it's establishing sort of a new market, which, you know, baseball's had 24 years of labor peace, relative labor peace. There hasn't been any hint of a strike after, you know, what, 25 years of labor wars. But the 94 this, strike did such damage that I think both sides knew that I, I agree. We, we can't we can't afford to lose any uh, you know any more fans I, than that, that we alienated. Back I would then. agree, but it seems like we're heading into a new era where revenues club values attendance is soaring and payroll may be shrinking and i i really think that and i hope in any way that some of these sports whether it's the nfl major league baseball they got to wise up and realize that yes that tv money is there right now i don't necessarily think that that amount of money is going to be there in the future with the with the amount of cord cutting that's you're going already, on you're already you're already you're already the hearing, nfl is going down a little bit but the nfl is still just the golden goose well, but baseball's a little different you're already hearing rumblings too that remember that big spending spree that big spending summer that the nba yes. had in 2016 yes. that's going to change now this coming this coming summer, guys are not going to be getting those types of contracts uh, this coming off season. They're just not going to get the twenty million dollar deals that they were getting that year. Well, we'll try to unpack a little bit about the uh, stagnant free agent market in baseball. Talk a little uh, Twins and kind of figure out what's going on with Irvin Santana with Phil Miller, who covers the club for the Star Tribune. He'll be back right after this break. It's Murphy and for Royce on the ride. Brian Murphy. Live from the TCL broadcast studio, sitting in for Pat Royce on the ride. He is on his way to Fort Myers. Uh, by the way, uh, Phil, you might be interested in this since you'll be heading down there soon. It is uh, 83 degrees today in Fort Myers, but <laughs> the dew point is 64, so it actually feels like a sultry 86. Uh, it, it really sucks to be you guys uh, heading down there soon. What's the temperature in uh, Minneapolis right now? Eight-ish? Nine-ish? Yeah, so we're talking 70, 80 degrees uh, yeah. difference in there. Hope yeah. Springs Eternal. When do you leave? Uh, Sunday. Uh, and uh, Mr. Lavell Neal is uh, en route uh, as we speak, although uh, although I think he missed his flight, and I think he's uh, missed a connection now, too. So There's but a way to start the year. Yeah. <laughs> There's a shocker. Yeah. yeah. Well, the twins have, twins haven't even stepped on the grass yet, and they've come to find out their ace is sidelined after having surgery on a finger on his pitching hand. He's likely out until May first. Uh, Phil Irvin Santana, what's what's the level of concern out there about what's wrong with him? Uh, it depends who you talk to. Uh, Derek Falvey says there's very little uh, concern that it's uh, that it's something that have happened during the season. They, he might have gone on a DL for a couple of weeks and then. And then been able to pitch through it, uh, but the timing is such that you might as well just get it taken care of. I think it's a concern because, you know, he's 35 years old now. Uh, I will admit that I have been on the probably should trade Irvin bandwagon for the last couple of uh, years. Not a big bandwagon, uh, certainly after I was proven so uh, terribly wrong. He had um, perhaps the best season of his career last year. even uh, even with his uh, finger problems, so I, I I don't think they believe it's that big a concern. Although how much 
uh, time it'll take him to get ready in uh, spring training will uh, be something we're going to have to watch closely because even if he's back by late April, how uh, how long will it take him to be the uh, the real Irvin? We'll have to see about that. We'll touch upon the free agent market here, the stagnant free agent market here in a bit, but if Minnesota doesn't sign a starter, their rotation... Boy, it looks awfully thin again. I mean, I guess, you know, Barrios and Gibson, maybe the only ones in ink. Uh, and then you've got uh, yeah, Mejia, I think Hughes. Is, okay. is, is uh, at least uh, heavy pencil. Uh, I, 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 I think they go into spring assuming that uh, he's ready to take a step forward. But you're right. that uh, Those Gibson and Mejia aren't guys that uh, scare anybody, uh, uh, you know, at the moment. And Phil Hughes, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy, are they in the mix? I mean, Hughes, we don't know what we haven't really pitched in two years. Yeah, and you can't you can't expect much out of him. Uh, so I I don't think he is penciled in for the rotation. I they're optimistic about Trevor May. Certainly, Trevor May is optimistic about Trevor May. But I would be surprised if he is in the rotation uh, on March 25th or whatever opening day is. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a good situation right now, um, and that's that's before anybody gets hurt in spring training. So um, you know they know they need to do something, and I <laughs> I suspect they thought they would have had something done by now, uh, but I I just can't imagine that this is the uh, this is the pitching staff going into the season. So theories abound about why the free agent market is so stagnated the union's howling mlb says i guess it's the new world order uh what do you make of it phil because there's a lot of big names especially pitchers i mean are these guys going to be working out on their own into march yeah it sounds like uh it sounds like there's gonna be a uh, a free agent camp uh, just like in 1995 i wrote about that a couple of weeks ago about what a crazy uh free agent market it was uh, in 95 when the strike was settled uh, just before opening day they gave him three weeks delayed the season for three weeks and uh, 22 free agents signed in one day uh, back then. Uh, so it, I don't know that the market will be quite like that, but it, uh, I suspect it'll be pretty close. And I think the reason for it is uh, is simple. Uh, you expect the money to go up every year. You expect the offers to to go up or at least be the same as in years past. And I think a lot of teams are shying away from uh, from giving away uh, those uh, those big contracts, uh, you know, uh, somebody said to me, uh, uh, analytics. People think of analytics as as telling you uh, who was good last year, but actually, most teams are using it for who will be good next year and the year after. And some of those numbers don't say uh, lavish uh, 150 million dollar contracts. And despite the fact that revenues are soaring, attendance is soaring, interest in the game seems to be soaring. Um, it, it's, I mean, you wonder if it's if it's laying, you know, planting seeds for the next generation of maybe labor disputes. Yeah, we've got four more years uh, to worry about that. But uh, you know, if uh, if this keeps up, if if those uh, contracts, if four and five year become the uh, the upper limit of contracts instead of the. Ten years that A Rod got, that Albert Pujols got, the uh, the eight years that uh, Ryan Howard and Joe Maurer got. Uh, if if those contracts are gone, I I think the players will be talked into being a little more aggressive, militant, maybe uh, at uh, at the CBA talks. But uh, you know that's a problem down the road a little bit. 
Baseball, Star Tribune baseball writer Phil Miller joins us. Uh, he'll be heading down to Fort Myers. Uh, when's the first? Uh, when do the when do the gloves start popping? Is it Monday or Tuesday? Reporting day is Tuesday. First workout is Wednesday, so uh, it's less than a week now. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about pitching. The Twins fortified their bullpen. Uh, you know, the starting rotation is in flux. Are there any other position battles worth examining? Uh, battles, I would not think so. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll give Zach Grant a chance uh, to uh, prove how much playing time he gets. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Nick Gordon's going to be in camp. Uh, he hasn't been to AAA yet, so he's not realistically a possibility. But I think the Twins want to find out, um, is he uh, is he a big league shortstop? Is he going to have to move? Um, is he a, uh, eventually going to take Jorge Polanco's spot? Is he going to be a second baseman and maybe trade Brian Dozier? So they have some they have some other position battles, but it this camp more than most, and they always sort of revolve around pitching. But I think this camp more than most. The the new front office, well, they're not so much new anymore. It's the second year of the regime, the Derek Falvey, Thad Levine Levine regime. Uh, They talked after the season ended about revamping uh, their pitching philosophy, which also meant uh, jettisoning pitching coach Neil Allen. Now you got Garvin Alston over there. There's new pitching instructors down the pipeline. What exactly does all this mean? (laughs) Well, it means that uh, you should start seeing the effects of that uh, in three, four, five years. I, I think there's a lot of thought going into uh, how the pitchers are taught, how they're developed. I mean, development is the big buzzword that uh, that we'll hear when we're down there. But also, uh, they're doing things like uh, fatigue studies. They're going to do things like uh, uh, injury studies. Uh, you know, the holy grail for baseball teams is to be able to uh, predict, pre- uh, project, and uh, prevent uh, pitching injuries, and I know a lot of teams are working on that. And I think the Twins are going to be one of those. Uh, what that means right now, probably not a lot, but uh, you know, obviously the Twins have pitching issues. You know, you, you talked about how they uh, address the bullpen a little bit. I, I really think what they did with the bullpen is impacting uh, what they're doing with the starting rotation. Uh, to me, I. For all the talk about Darvish, I just don't see uh, I just don't see them signing him unless it's at their terms. I think we're going to find out down the road that maybe the reason for that is uh, uh, Addison Reed kind of fell into their lap a month ago, and uh, and suddenly their budget is uh, a little more bullpen heavy than than they expected. But I think they just decided signing him at, at a relative bargain uh, price was better than uh, taking a chance that. You uh, Darvish would agree to something less than I still suspect he's going to get from the Cubs or Yankees or Dodgers. So in 2015, the Twins, they win 83 games. They're in contention down to the final weekend, and then the bottom falls out in 2016. They rebound last year. Um, it, do you ex- expect them to remain in contention because of how much experience and how developed now that, that lineup is as opposed to the yo-yo effect that we saw a couple years ago? Yes, I do, although I'm not sure that that necessarily means they win a lot more games this year, especially with the uh, the pitching staff. But I would say that uh, Eddie Rosario made big strides last year. Byron Buxton uh, made big strides last year. Uh, Max Kepler probably needs to uh, catch up a little bit, but he he looks like uh, he's, he's going to be a, a real factor. Um, you know, they need to decide or... or just let it play out. What's going to happen with Miguel Sano 
on the field, uh, totally separate from his uh, off-the-field problems. But, uh, you know, I think there's still questions about Miguel long-term. But if those are answered to their satisfaction, I think the lineup is going to uh, is going to be in pretty good shape. I think they're pretty happy uh, with that. And the truth is uh, they have some pitching coming up, too, that uh, might, in a couple of years, might have addressed uh, – what is now kind of a shambles of a rotation. Okay, Joe Maurer has finally reached 2018. We've been talking about that year for the last several because of the end of his his big 100 and what is it? 80 what was it? One what was the number? 184. Again? 184. Eight years, 184. It comes off the books after this season. He had a pretty good season last year both at the plate health-wise and at first base. I mean, underrated as a as a defensive player at first base. What do you think do you think we are seeing the final year of Joe Mauer, is that going to be kind of dogging him most of the season, or do you get the sense that you know there'll be a market value for him and, and he'll want to finish here? I guarantee it's going to be dogging him the rest of the season, uh, unless uh, there's some resolution. I, and, and I have to say, I'm a little surprised that there hasn't been some resolution. I, it's hard to picture uh, Joe walking away and going elsewhere uh on his own volition, uh, it would have to be, I think, uh, much more likely that the uh, that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine decide that it's time for him to go. I, you know, I was telling someone the other day, I, I think under the Terry Ryan regime, uh, this might have been addressed by now that, uh, that you know, a two-year contract at, uh, I don't know, uh, 12 to 14, uh, something, something reasonable, something to keep him... Uh, in the fold and give him the opportunity to uh, to build on last year or you know go out gracefully. Uh, he, he's only thirty four and he did have a good year last year. So I I just don't think that this is it for Joe and I just don't think this is it for Joe in Minnesota. But it will be awfully interesting to see what uh, Derek and Thad decide about that because they have a lot of those decisions. Uh, Joe Maurer. Uh, Brian Dozier, Irvin Santana, those are, those are three pretty big, uh, uh, pillars of their team right now that they have some tough decisions coming up about. I mean, you talk about leadership. I know there's not a lot of spark with, with Maurer, but I mean, he, you know, he carries some weight in the room. And then, you know, with Santana and, and Dozier, I mean, if you lose those two guys, I mean, you're kind of losing a little bit of cachet. Uh, I think a lot. Uh, again, uh, you know, Dozier, you could argue who's, who's the face of the, uh, franchise right now, Maurer or Dozier, but Dozier's popularity is such that, uh, uh, you know, you, you look at the numbers and you say, do we really want to give him a lot of money? You know, this is what the free agents are facing, and, and Dozier's going to have to uh, reconcile his future with this, too. Do you want to give him a lot of money for what he's done in the past? And he has been, he's been tremendous. He's led the team in home runs for five straight years, uh, and he's the face of the franchise. He is probably the most popular player uh, among the fans. And if you give him what the market in past years says he's worth, he's probably not going to live up to uh, to that uh, down the road. And, you know, this is a front office that, when they came in, they certainly didn't have any connection to him. They, uh, you know, and they did try to trade him last year. I just wonder if being around him now uh, for a year, being around the team, seeing what a leader he is, you know, he gets a lot of, credit deservedly for uh, rallying them into the playoffs last year for the way he played and the way he led uh, it, that's like I say it's it's a tough decision that um, 
that I think Dozier wants to stay, but I don't know that he will be invited to be. All right, Phil, thanks for coming on. Enjoy the sunshine. We'll catch up with you soon. Murph, I'm excited to hear that you're coming down. I will uh, see you for our second annual Tom Powers Memorial Dinner uh, down in Fort Myers. Uh, Looking forward to it. Phil Miller, the Star Tribune. Uh, This is Murphy in for Royce on the ride. We'll be back right after this. John Hyde is in with the news update. Thank you, Murph. This update sponsored by Exogen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Bad cold and flu season is upon us. The main difference between them is the flu brings a fever. Be prepared with the Exogen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, backed by more than 70 clinical studies. Wild in action tonight, the Arizona Coyotes. Is it okay to say Coyotes? Coyotes. 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 I like Coyotes. Yep. Me too. Coyotes are in town. That's because you're from Mandan. They're actually from Glen- they're from Glendale, to be technical. Yeah. That's true. They used to be from Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're in town as the Wild kick off a five-game homestand. By the way, the Coyotes stink. My God, they, they stink. Yeah, they're terrible. The uh, Wild, other Wild news, by the way. A day after finding out they'd be without defenseman Jonas Brodin for possibly a month, the team added another option for the blue line. They acquired Victor Louvre. From the Devils, in exchange for forwards Christopher Birchie and Mario Lucia, the 25-year-old Louv spent the entire season with the Devils American Hockey League affiliate, totaling 17 points in 36 games. Originally drafted by the Leafs back in the seventh round, 209th overall in 2012, the 25-year-old has appeared in four NHL games. He will report to Iowa. By the way, the uh, by the way, Louv uh, is known as a an artistic defenseman. Ah, huh? huh? what does that mean? Huh? Does that mean he's? That's a joke, Chris. Uh, Think about it. Okay. <laughs> When's the NHL training deadline? That's with like three games left in the usually around season, March first. Right? It's yeah. uh, coming up. <laughs> Right before the playoffs start. Yeah, like two days before the playoffs start. <laughs> uh, the Cavaliers traded a large portion of their team away today after that win against the Wolves last night. Uh, among them, Isaiah Thomas, who's going to the Lakers. Uh, they also dealt Derek Rose to Utah, and Utah expected to release Rose. Mark Stein of the New York Times is reporting the Wolves will try to sign Rose if he clears what, waivers. What was in it for Utah if they're just going to cut him? Uh, I, I, I think... Partially just because they're not going to use him, but I mean, what? what, what why was, make the deal? Well, why make the deal then? Well, because they're. I mean, their their portion of the deal is just getting. They want to part ways with Rodney Hood, and I uh, think it's yeah. That, okay. that's, Addition by subtraction. Yeah, Got basically. It. I've. Uh, it's been several years since I've understood why some NBA trades are made. But they get a little you know, weird sometimes. I, I was, a lot of it is just cap space yeah. and expiring contracts. I was yeah. looking at the 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 what's what do we call them the Woj the Woj timeline Woj on Twitter. Bombs. Oh yeah, it, I used to follow the NBA really closely when I was younger. I I didn't know who half the guys were that got moved today. Which is why we're going to tap Manny Hill's expertise after John Height's news break to break it all down. <laughs> so I should have saved that piping hot take for the next segment. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Dig for another one. All right. uh, Stein did report that Rose has interest in reuniting with Tom Thibodeau. No. Uh, no. Coached him for four seasons in Chicago. Don't do it, Tibbs. Rose is 29. He's battled injuries since that time. He's and 89. Played in only 16 games with the Cavs this season after spending last oh, season with the Knicks. Gosh. Yeah. Just, a, a very sad note from the NBA, R.J. Adelman, yeah. Timberwolves, Timberwolves assistant, when Dad Rick coached the team, died after being what? hit by a vehicle yeah. in Houston. Uh, 44-year-old Adelman was crossing a street, not on a crosswalk, when he was hit by a minivan driven by an 80-year-old woman. 
He was transported to a hospital, died four hours later because of blunt force injuries. Oh, my God. Timberwolves issuing a statement. Our deepest thoughts and condolences are with the family and friends of R.J. Adelman. Uh, Adelman was also a former director of player personnel for the Wolves and was an assistant when his dad was the head coach of the Houston Rockets. Uh, Rick Adelman, of course, coached the Wolves from 2011 to 14 before retiring after 23 seasons as a head coach. One uh, NFL note, the 49ers quarterback of the present is officially their quarterback of the future. The Niners and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo agreed to a five-year, $137.5 million deal with $90 million guaranteed the first three years. He is a good-looking dude. Now he's that rich. Jimmy too. G. He's the kind of guy, too, in that market, if he has success, if they win, a, he could become the face of the league. He's that, he's that kind of guy. That's exactly what they said about Colin Kaepernick. Well, really? Mm. I don't remember. Him and Russell Wilson at the same time. Yeah. This deal makes Garoppolo the league's highest paid player, despite having just seven NFL starts. That's unbelievable. Garoppolo's signing comes as no surprise, given his strong finish. They were 1-10 in when he took over the team. He led the Niners to victories in their final five games. And, you know, he stood by Tom Brady all those years, too, right uh, on the sideline. All right, we'll be back with more of the ride from Royce at the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is Murphy in for Royce. Hard to tell what was wilder today, Wall Street or the NBA trade deadline. Uh, a lot of money lost on the market, a lot of money changing hands. The NBA, especially Cleveland, uh, the deadline was about 2 o'clock a couple hours ago. Cleveland is, a, is an entirely different team right now. But, yes. Manny, give me a sense of what the power dynamics are, what the money dynamics are, and, and what does this all mean for the rest of the season? Well, for Cleveland, I mean, it, it, they, it, had, it had gotten so bad with Isaiah Thomas that they just needed to get him out of there. I mean, it just he wasn't. seems like a cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just it just was not a good situation. He wasn't playing. He was coming off that hip surgery. He was not. He has not been playing well this year at all. And you know, they just needed to 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 get him out of there. And and the, the just the fit wasn't good. And he wasn't happy there. He was taking some shots at some guys. And I don't know. It just was not a good situation. So they got him out of there. And they got. Some pretty good, uh, some pretty good pieces in return, considering uh, what they what they sent out. But you know, it, it's almost like it was a purge. I mean, they get the last second win over the Wolves last night in overtime. Yeah. LeBron hits a, a game winner. That's got to you know clear some of the the bad vibes out there. Now they kind of retool. Uh, do you, it's like do, a whole new roster, yeah, a whole so new you, season. It's like they got a twenty game now. run here now at this point. Or how many games are left? I think they have twenty nine games. Twenty nine games. Okay, yeah. so it's it is like a fresh start. That's a rarity. At, at this point in an NBA season, it is. Um, but I, I think for them, it, it's they they had to do something because they haven't. I mean, despite what happened last night, they they have not been playing well. They've been brutal for the last few weeks, especially defensively. And Isaiah was really at the forefront of a lot of those defensive deficiencies that they've been having because he's just not a good defender for a lot of different reasons. Um, and the guys they got back are are. I mean, they're just they're upgrades, and they're just better fits for what LeBron wants to do. And, and they're everything. a lot younger too. Right? Well, well, George Hill's actually older. Oh, he is than okay. Isaiah, but he's just in in terms of the fit next to LeBron and the rest of that lineup. It's just a better fit. He's a better defender. He's a better shooter. Uh, he can get nicked up a little bit. He can get you know the health is a little bit of a concern with him sometimes too. But I think just 
he's just a better fit for what LeBron wants to do because he can play off the ball a little bit more and he can defend and he can shoot and, and he's not going to whine about not getting enough touches and all that stuff too. So, so I, I get the, because I, I don't know much about it, but I just, mm-hmm. I forget who it was, if it was Woj or somebody else that covers the league. Rodney just, Hood's a really good pickup for them too. They basically said that the Cavs were able to get younger and they were able to get more athletic with, yeah. with these series of moves. And, and they, they were able to move were. a troubled uh, ball player too. Sure. Yeah. yeah and they got, they, they sent Iman Shumpert out who just has a terrible contract because he's just not good anymore and he's making like 12 million dollars a year what, now being a, a, a casual nba fan did they basically give away Kyrie then for nothing well they still got was the, it, they Isaiah still got was the, the yeah well the 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 pick though they they well that's the other thing is they they were able to do all of this stuff and, and they, they got jordan Brooklyn. clarkson from from the from the lakers in the isaiah trade um, they they did all of this without having to give up that Brooklyn Nets pick that they got for. Oh, Kyrie. that's because I saw them trade a first round pick, but that was their own. That that was their own. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So they still they still they're still keeping that Brooklyn pick, which could be in the top. It'll likely be in the lottery and maybe even in the top eight. Wow. So Utah draft, gets so. Derrick Rose, and it sounds like they're just going to offload him very quickly. And there's yep. multiple reports out there that the Wolves are sort of interested in that. What is yeah. the upside to him coming back here and reuniting with Tibbs? I I. I don't really see any other than I mean to me it's like if you're going to bring him in you're you're bringing him in as like an insurance policy so to speak that in case like Teague or Tyus gets hurt but Derrick Rose should not be getting minutes over Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is a better player right now and he's a developing player. He's a he's a younger player, he's a developing player. He's reliable. He's not going to randomly disappear out of the blue and everybody's wondering where the hell he is or anything like that. <coughs> Derek Rose. <laughs> yeah. And so, his knees are creaky. And, and yeah, I mean, so I, I just don't, I don't understand the idea of wanting to bring Derek Rose in aside from it being sort of an insurance thing in case Teague or Tyus gets hurt or something like that. So other than that though, it doesn't make any sense to bring him in. Who's in my the, opinion. Who's the other big winner and big loser in the trade deadline today? You think? I don't know. The, the, the other moves were Kind of blah. The Mavericks did a uh, did a deal to to uh, they sent Devin Harris to Denver, but they're rebuilding, right? They're a mess. Yeah, they're rebuilding, and Denver kind of needed another point guard. Denver sent the Emmanuel Moutier kid. They sent him to the Knicks. Um, so other than other than the the Cleveland Lakers Utah Sacramento deal, um, they're really all the other deals were were kind of blah. The other big deal already happened like over a week ago. The Blake Griffin. The yep. Blake Griffin trade so. to Detroit, yeah. So was this projected to be a busier trade deadline, or is it sort of what everyone expected? I I thought I don't think people expected this this Cleveland deal to happen. I think there were there were talks there were talks about the Cavs trying to get DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers. There was no there was no talk of you know getting what they ended up getting and getting George Hill. They there was there had been talks for the last couple of weeks that they were interested in getting George Hill, but nothing had really popped up until today. So if they get Kevin Love back and he's supposed to be back in a few weeks or whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. are they better now or can they are they going to be the team out of the east? Um because of what they, happened their today? their chances of beating Boston are a little bit better cuz I think they have a better equipped roster. They they've gotten a little bit better defensively, I think. The three-point shooting has gotten a little bit better, but if you're asking me right now, I would still Put Boston in front of them to come out of the East, just because they're a little bit more. There's a little bit more gelling there right now. 
All right, we'll come back uh, after this. we still got to get to the uh, the Vikings and their search for an offensive coordinator. And, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles, your Super Bowl champions, celebrated down Broad Street today. My um, guess is there were a couple of fights, and one of their ball, one of their players had a very, very poetic, unhinged moment at the podium. Yes, this is Murphy did. in for Royce at the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles paraded the Lombardi Trophy down Broad Street in downtown Philadelphia today. And, of course, there were the requisite images of fights breaking out, including brawls basically among themselves at midday. They were eating their own. They were eating their own, <laughs> but at least they weren't eating horse manure. Oh, my God. Did you see that a couple yes. days ago? Yes, I did. What brings a man to do that or a boy? Anything. This fan base is psychotic. They are, and they're proud of it. They are. They wear it as a badge of honor. You're right. They, and Jason and Kelsey celebrated it and elevated it even more. We'll get into that after the five o'clock hour. His outfit, I know, at the podium is spectacular. Is that Marger? Is that butter or parquet? I don't know. Oh, that's so great. What would you call that? I, I court jester. Court jester. Okay. I think is a more accurate he, description. He and I've been listening to this too on my laptop. He he has gone like full on William Wallace on this bit, man. Like a little just, bit. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. He does have a He's pretty nuts. good story, though, in the league. He was like a what, yes, sixth does. or seventh round pick to become the best center in football. Yeah. I, I really like guys like that. Well, and then, I look, I'll give the Eagles credit. I mean, they were underdogs at home against Atlanta. They were underdogs at home against the Vikings. They were underdogs in the, uh, the Super Bowl. Had they not knocked out the Vikings, and, 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 had they, and had they not had a fan base that is just as insufferable. Thank you. They would be such a great team to kind of root for because they're fun to watch. They execute really well. And Nick they, Foles is a great story. They got, they've got a lot of likable guys in their squad. But unfortunately, you've also, you're also represented by a fan base that's disgusting. Savages. Oh. They are absolute savages. Said, I've been saying the only, Philly, uh, the only Eagles fan I'm happy for is Kevin Hart. And how loaded was he at the podium? <laughs> Did you see him oh trying to get his oh hands on the Lombardi trophy? Great. Oh, my God. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, so we'll be back in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll kind of break down Kelsey's, uh, I guess I'll call it a poetically unhinged (laughs) rant from the podium uh, with uh, Doug Peterson, owner Jeffrey Lurie, and uh, general manager Howie Rosen with an earshot. This is uh, Brian Murphy in for Patrick Royce at the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN, KSTP, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.